Hello and welcome to Creature Tales, a podcast from RSPCA Victoria. I'm your host, Alexandra Keefe, and thank you for tuning in. When you think of an animal shelter, what kind of creatures come to mind? If you're thinking of mostly dogs, cats, or even horses, then you are absolutely correct. But what you may not know is that RSPCA Victoria helps to rehome hundreds of rabbits and guinea pigs each year. A lot of them come through our doors because many people don't know what a big responsibility they can be. But with big responsibility comes great reward, and these little ones do make fantastic pets. I spoke to Jess Collins, an RSPCA animal attendant from our working barn at Burwood. It's a very busy place, so you may hear some action in the background. Jess gave me the lowdown on what makes these tiny creatures so very special. Hi Jess, thank you so much for joining me. Can you please tell me a little bit about your role at RSPCA Victoria? So I work at the RSPCA in the barn. My job is to look after the education animals as well as the shelter animals. So in education, we have horses, sheep, cows, goats, chickens, rabbits, guinea pigs and cats. My job is to make sure they're happy, they're healthy, they're suitable for classes and it involves a lot of feeding and clinging as well. And then I also look after the shelter animals. So for me, it's not dogs and cats, it's um, poultry and livestock. So poultry will be um, roosters and chickens um, mainly that we get in as well as geese and livestock we have sheep and goats mainly we get in and my job is to make sure they're also happy and healthy um, that they're all vet checked and suitable for adoption and I also adopt them out so it's quite a varied role. So what are some of the key things you have to do when it comes to caring for the smaller animals in the barn the rabbits and the guinea pigs? One of the things to make sure that they are fed a proper healthy diet that's species specific for them. So for rabbits and guinea pigs, it'll be making sure that they have access to the proper food, mainly hay, um, green leafy vegetables, and then it's making sure that they have friends is really important as well because guinea pigs um, and rabbits and other small animals, they do get lonely. So making sure they have friends, making sure that they have a nice clean area, clean housing that has enough room for exercise and that it's cleaned regularly as well and making sure that they have enrichment. So that is um, like toys or things to stimulate their minds to keep them happy and, um, you know, just like, children enrichment for them would be toys and playing with friends that's just like small animals as well you need toys that they would be interested in to keep them happy and making sure they're healthy so keeping an eye on them looking out for any um, health issues that are specific to different species and if they're not well then it's my job to make sure they get a vet check as soon as possible what should a typical diet look like for a guinea pig A lot of people are mistaken in thinking that they mainly need grains um, that you would see in pet shops in those boxes. I I guess through advertisements and such, it makes it look like that's the main component of their diet, but it actually isn't. So guinea pigs need um, a diet of grass and hay that comprises of 80% of their diet. So hay is super, super important for guinea pigs and for them to uh, for their digestive system as well. The best hay for them would be um, coarse hay like oat and hay for food um, because it helps with their teeth. It helps file them down um, and it's a really super healthy hay for them as well. The other part of their diet, the other 20% would be, I would say, 
maybe 10% would be green leafy vegetables. So you got your kale, um, parsley, very important ones that are really good for them as well as bok choy and celery. Um, and lettuces are good, but not iceberg. Iceberg's actually the one you don't feed them. Every other one's good, but iceberg's too watery, can give them diarrhea. But the other lettuces are really healthy for them. And then I would say the other 10% of their diet would be pellets, um, but not like the ones you would see in the shops. I would go like the healthier ones for guinea pigs that are called Oxbo, um, cause they're mainly, um, made up of grasses and hay. So you can give that to them if they're, um, struggling to maintain their weight. But like our guinea pigs we have at work, a lot of them, um, are doing really, really well. So we don't give them the pellets. Um, we only give it to our old lady in the barn. So she gets a bit to maintain her weight. Fruits are also, just like treats. So I would say fruit you would think of as more like lollies for them. And a lot of people are mistaken and they think that carrots are, you know, a main vegetable they should have. Definitely not. It's like a lolly. You would only give a very, very tiny amount as, as, yeah, as a treat. That's it. So it would be a massive sugar rush for a guinea pig if they were to eat an entire carrot. And they absolutely love it. I know that Bugs Bunny like made it look like that that's what they should eat. No, 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 no. It's it's very sugary. So yeah, it would be a huge sugar rush. It'd just be like lollies, lollies, lollies all the time. So mainly green leafy vegetables for the veggies part. And is that similar for rabbits? Yeah, very similar. So um, I guess the difference between rabbits and guineas, very, very similar. The the d- big difference would be that guinea pigs, they can't make their own vitamin C. So um, most like mammals can, but like humans, we can't make our own vitamin C. So you might have heard about pirates getting scurvy um, like we do. Um, it's not as common these days because humans have such an access access to such a rich diet full of vitamin C through our vegetables and our fruit. It's very easy. But for guinea pigs, they can um, get scurvy. They can get issues because they can't make their own vitamin C. So the difference is for them, which is why vegetables are so important. Fruit does have vitamin C, but so does vegetables. So that's why a diet rich in leafy greens is enough to give them their vitamin C. Um, You don't need to give them lots of fruit for them to get that. So that's why it's important for them to get their veggies as well, to get their vitamin C. So very, very similar diet, but for the guinea pigs, um, it's very important to remember to make sure they get their vitamin C. Wow. So have you ever seen scurvy in a guinea pig? No, I haven't. <laughs> Luckily, um, I think most people that have guinea pigs, they give them probably too much vegetables and too much yeah. fruit. So they actually, it's it's not a big problem for them. They also love giving them their fruits and vegetables um, because they're so cute and they squeal for it and they're very excited. So I haven't seen it. So luckily it's not a dire issue for guinea pigs, um, but it is something that owners need to be aware of. So I've never seen it, thank goodness. I've never seen a guinea pig come into the shelter with it. And um, it's never been a problem for our guinea pigs because they get the the diet that they need to get all their vitamin C needs. What would you say would be some of the misconceptions about owning smaller animals? As we know, we have a lot of rabbits and guinea pigs at RSPCA because not everyone knows what a big responsibility they are. Yeah, exactly what you said. There's a big misconception that they're easy animals and they require little effort. And some people go, oh, they're a children's pet. And I always say they are not a children's pet. They are an adult's pet. And it is a nice way to teach children how to look after animals, but that responsibility is on the adult. They're still messy, uh, especially guinea pigs. I think a lot of people don't realize they just poo and wee 
wherever they go. They're very, very messy. So they do actually need to be cleaned out their pens regularly. That also misconception um, that they don't need attention. You can just leave them outside 24-7. It's actually not good for guinea pigs and rabbits um, because they can't handle um, extreme temperatures and we live in a hot country a lot of like rabbits and guinea pigs do die of heat stroke because people don't realize because they don't sweat to um, keep cool like other animals do another misconception yeah that they don't need attention like that and they are fine to live on their own um so rabbits and guinea pigs they do need friends some people might think oh but my bunny doesn't like other rabbits and that that's true they can be aggressive but that's because they are territorial so you have to look at introducing them in a different area so your rabbit that's always been on its own doesn't attack the other rabbit or if if it doesn't work out like that's fine you need to give it more attention you can take them for walks and give them cuddles but they do get lonely and they do need attention um, so there's a few misconceptions about them. They're not they're not easy. They require lots of work, feeding and clinging and research and attention. Um, people seem to forget about that as well. Just like your dog or cat, you you know want them to be rabbits and guineas to be you know happy, played with, have attention and live in a clean environment as well. And Jess, you've told me previously about a pretty amazing guinea pig law in Switzerland. It's it's amazing, and I wish we had that law in Australia um, where it's illegal to have a guinea pig on its own because they get so lonely and so depressed. And being um, a prey species, they feel safer with more animals. Um, and what I mean by prey is that they're an animal that get, gets eaten by other animals. Um, in um, the Scandinavian countries, I think Switzerland, they um, recognise that it's cruel to keep them on their own and that they need a friend. So it's illegal to have just one guinea pig because, yeah, they do get sad, they do get lonely, so it's really important to have friends. Oh, it's just so sad to think about a heartbroken guinea pig. It's really sad. It breaks my heart thinking about it. I just want i want to make sure all guinea pigs have a friend. <laughs> and Jess, whenever I've seen you in the barn, you are so beautiful with the small animals. What is it that you love about these creatures? Oh, they're all so different. They, they really are. I think... Um, so that's also some people might think that they're all the same and they're not they're all very different they all got different personalities I just love um watching them interacting with each other and they're just so different you can see different hierarchies uh, you can see who's the boss like more so with our guinea pigs because we've got eight guinea pigs in the barn so you know which one's the boss which ones are the shy ones which ones are best friends that you always see together um which one is the pig of the group that'll eat all the food and which ones are stay back and and just hang back and watch and um they're just hilarious and we um we have a quite a large pen and um we like to sit in there and do some hand feeding and the guinea pigs are like um some people go oh they're so timid and so scared but you can get them used to and our guinea pigs when you sit in there they run up to you they'll put their little paws on your legs and almost climb on your lap and you can do some hand feeding with them and they're so cute and with our um bunnies they're oh, they're just ridiculous very different personalities and i love taking them for a walk and um brushing them and oh they're just they're hilarious and we just discovered that our guinea pigs some of them love chin scratches as well so we'll be scratching their chin they just hold their head up and hold still and they oh they're just I love them so much they're so cute so when you get to hang out with them more you get to realize how different everyone is and their little quirks and traits it's so cute do you think that's something that not everybody knows that they do have these really diverse amazing personalities yeah 
Yeah, I think so. And I think like you, um, I think it's because a lot of people don't realize, you know, if you see a guinea pig squealing and you go to grab them, they seem scared. It's, um, it's understandable where you go, oh, I don't know how, what to do. One way I highly recommend, this is what we do um, to make guinea pigs and rabbits feel more comfortable, is don't pick them up um, and carry them. I do know some people, their guinea pigs are used to it, they can carry them and, you know, they're used to it and they cuddle them and that's fine. But I find if you've got a really scared timid one the best way to do it and, and a rabbit as well is have a box and you can have them sit in the box on your lap and then that way the guinea pig or rabbit like they're on a flat surface um their center of gravity isn't off so they're not freaking out that they're going to fall on the ground so they're on a nice flat surface and that's where you can safely pat them without them you know jumping out of your arms onto the ground um they feel safe and they start to realize oh these pats feel nice and then you hand feed them and you give them their favorite treats in the box and they start to realize spending time with you is fantastic because they're they're safe they get hand fed they get treats and that's what we do with our bunnies and guineas and so they're very relaxed when they're in we call them petting tubs and um so and that's how they've gotten used to us we also sit in their area and sit with them um because we've got a space big enough so they can choose to come over to us and get hand fed so um it's it's a great way like where you get to then get them out of their shells and a safe way to get them to to bond with them as well um which people some people don't realize you can you can bond with them if you got if you create a safe environment for them to do so where they feel safe enough Oh, that's so beautiful. And Jess, you did mention something before about walking a rabbit. Um, what does that look like and how do you do that? A lot of people don't realize you can. Um, we just, like, just before one of our volunteers just took our bunnies for a walk. So it involves putting a halter on them, on them uh, sorry, a harness, and um, it's similar to, like, a cat one, and they do make one specific for bunnies that's a bit smaller and easier. So at the start, our bunnies did freeze, like, oh, my God, what's going on, and didn't realize they could run around. After a few minutes, they're so used to it now. They've had it many times since then. So we take them outside somewhere where they feel safe and enclosed and then they just walk they go eat grass they run around we made the lead a bit longer and one of our bunnies she just runs and runs and runs and does laps so um it's so good for the the bunnies because another misconception is like um people think they're fine to stay in a little hutch and rabbits they love jumping they love running and so those little hutches aren't actually suitable so um if that's all that you do have it's it's really important to get them out get them exercise and um when they see the harness, they get so excited and they, it's just so cute. You just see them run, kick their legs in the air. They'll go dig in one spot. They'll go eat grass in the other spot. And it's their favorite time. They absolutely love it. So, and, and it's a really nice way to bond with them. And when it comes to enrichment for rabbits and guinea pigs, what kind of toys and activities do they need? You could like have them in a petting tub and like pat them and stuff. But toys for like in their pen, you can um, make up treat balls, like puzzle boxes, like for dogs. So you can put their favorite veggies in there with little holes that they have to work through to get food out. Also hay balls as well. What we do when we feed our guinea pigs and rabbits, which I recommend for everyone, it's a cheap way to do it as well. Um, you get their oat and hay and you put it in a toilet roll and then that way um, you can monitor how much they're eating and you'll save lots of money as well instead of just throwing their hay in there for them to wee and poo on and then change so it's similar things like that but you can put them in like 
hay balls that are like round wheels or you can just make some up in cardboard boxes where they can't just demolish it all in one go and where they have to think about it how can I get this food so it's just like dogs when you put treats in a little toy it's to make it more challenging and to make them think about it because if you just give them their food all the time it's it they like that but it's a bit too easy so it's nice to get them to think about it um as well as toys for them to chew on because rabbits and guinea pigs are big chewers you'll see at pet shops um they'll have like wooden toys and um some coarser toys for them to chew on um so or cardboard boxes you could make um little hides for them to go in and they'll probably chew them just make sure there's no sticky tape but things like that that they can chew and play with um and rabbits also like to throw things things around so if we've got little balls plastic balls that we can put um uh, veggies in and then sometimes you'll just see our rabbit just piff them in the air and throw them uh, so things like that there's lots of different things they can play with as well so you can make your own or you can buy some toys as well for someone that might be thinking about buying a rabbit or a guinea pig what would be the perfect home setup for these animals Number one is making sure they have a lot of space um, to walk around to exercise. Um, I personally don't like those little rabbit hutches. If you are to put them in a hutch, um, as big as possible would be suitable. I also think it's important to have somewhere for them to sleep at night. It's because also not only do you have issues like with the extreme heat and when it's cold, you've also got foxes and cats to deal with, so predators. And then you also got mosquitoes, um, which um, carry a virus. You can vaccinate the rabbits for, but it's still risky having them outside. It's a virus that's in mosquitoes to kill wild rabbits, but sometimes pet rabbits get caught up. I think it's nice to have a nice safe room for them to sleep in. You could have a cage for them inside to sleep in, or you can have them set up um, somewhere where they can't chew cords or carpet and such. So suitable housing for them that's nice and big especially for rabbits and if you were to do a hutch a big two-story hutch as well because they like to go up and down up and down and if you have them inside as well um yeah just making sure that there's nothing dangerous for them to chew on they can run around and always watch them as well don't leave them unsupervised for me if i was to have a rabbit i'd probably um set up maybe somewhere in the bathroom for when i wasn't around so that they were safe and there's nothing they could chew and then during the day they could run around in the lounge room where I can watch them jump up on the couch and you can also um, toilet train rabbits so rabbits aren't like guinea pigs in that um, they actually don't want predators to know where they are so they will poo in one spot far away from them so you can put their poo in a kitty litter tray and they'll just keep going back should keep going back to that corner whereas guineas like their strategy is oh if I poo everywhere it just confuses the predator and pre-pandemic Jess lots of students used to come through the barn to see the small animals what was that like for you seeing these kids get so much joy from rabbits and guinea pigs before the um, COVID, it was really nice having children in to experience the hand feeding and seeing how amazing they were. And um, and then during COVID and since, like we do have been doing some online classes, so it's been good. We've been able to reach some people, bring in the guinea pig cam, and then they can see them what they're like hand feeding and um, resting, like putting little paws on us. So I guess um, after during COVID, it was more which is a good thing on us to do more hand feeding because kids couldn't. So that was kind of a bonus. Like, yay, I get to do this more. Um, But it is really nice, like, um, I guess, 
pre-COVID scene and now we're starting to get classes more on site you see the joy on the kids faces and um how much they love them you know that um quite a few would have their own rabbits or guinea pigs as well and um and then when we do it online we get a lot of nice nice lovely feedback as well from students that were um didn't have it or they do and they tell us their stories so it's very different times we live in i guess there's some positives as well to some of the things we do moving online oh i'd love to hear more about guinea pig cam We've got two cameras in the guinea pig pen and they're going to be on for certain times during the day, the, the funnest times, not the clinging times and whatnot. You don't need to see that. But we've got like a special camera that's set up. One is in the corner of the pen up high. That's um, where you can see the whole pen. Then another one, which is really cool, has been set up that goes in the pen on the ground. And um, you can watch the guinea pigs eat. You can see them. Um, we usually do it at feeding time, which is really cute. We'll scatter veggies. And you can just watch them be their natural behavior um, without them being worried about people watching them. And it's really cute. And um, I think there's nothing cuter than watching a guinea pig eat. Like, I wish I had more time just to watch them eat their food. It's just ridiculous and cute. And you see them stealing food from each other as well. You'll see someone eating this beautiful green leafy vegetable. Or more so, I find they steal broccoli from each other more. They're, they're so weird. But you see one eating and someone just rips it out of the other one's mouth. And it's just hilarious. And it's so cute. And they'll put their noses up to the camera. Um, so we're setting that up um, for everyone to watch. Um on YouTube or the Facebook page. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Jess, when it comes to grooming small animals, how does that work? Do they groom themselves or do they need help? Yeah, it's a bit of both. So um, rabbits and guinea pigs do self-groom, but sometimes we need to help them there. So at the moment, um, our both our bunnies are shedding, so we are brushing them um, because when they self-groom or they groom the other rabbit, they can ingest a bit of the fur and it can actually make them a little bit sick if they ingest too much because it can block their, um, their tummy. So we've been brushing them more to try and reduce that happening because um, they need a bit of a hand there. And then our guinea pigs, some of them, not all of them, some of them, them fine um, with their short hair and they self-groom fine then we've got our others that have longer hair they need a trim every now and then and um, one of our guineas she's a real fancy one and she's got like a mop head really long hair our, um, our vet every once every few weeks because she absolutely loves guinea pigs she'll come and trim her and make her look really pretty and nice so she you know she's not walking on her hair and her hair's not covering her face and she um, cuts a beautiful like triangle shape on her nose so she like around her nose so she can see so you do have some that do need that extra help with grooming because they do some of our guineas with longer hair do get matted fur if um and that can be quite painful um if they're not brushed regularly or trimmed so we check them every two weeks see how they're going we start to feel mats we'll either brush it out or if it's it's feeling a bit hard we'll just like cut the fur out so they don't have to deal with that don't have to step on it and Jess, just finally, what's your favourite part about looking after these small animals? Oh, just seeing them happy and just seeing them displaying um, natural happy behaviour. So for the guineas, it's around dinner time and they'll just hear a noise. Sometimes it'll just be the sound of a plastic bag and the whole pen starts squealing. It's my favourite noise in the world. And to me, 
um, I was like, if you could um, put in subtitles, it'd be like them going, veggies, veggies, veggies. It's just really cute. And the bunnies, just seeing them running around, kicking their feet with excitement and grooming each other and cuddling each other. They're, they're such a bonded pair, our bunnies. So just that's, that's the most rewarding part, just knowing that you've got them in ideal conditions um, where they're really happy and they're really healthy and they're enjoying life because I just want all the animals to be living their best lives. So it's nice when you get to see that that's my favorite part that was jessica collins animal attendant from rspca victoria thank you so much for joining me this week i hope you learned some interesting facts about rabbits and guinea pigs and if you are interested in adopting please don't hesitate to visit the rspca victoria website because there are heaps of bunnies and guineas there that need forever homes but that is all for now and i'll catch you next time